0: Welcome to the Best Night Ever, your golden ticket to better sleep, better health, and ultimately, the Best Night Ever, featuring your host, sleep and life hack guru, Dr. Jay Corsandi from Snore Experts. If you feel like your sleep and daytime performance could use a shot in the arm, grab a bulletproof coffee, sit down, relax, and stay tuned as we uncover cutting-edge science, traditional, and even ancient practices to help you step up your life game. And now, Dr. Jay Corsandi.
1: Hey everyone, this is Dr. Jay Corsani, and you're listening to the Best Night Ever, the show that's dedicated to helping you get your best night's sleep. And we are back again in the studio, and I've got Dwayne here. Dwayne, how's it going? Hey,
2: it's going great. It's going great. Excellent.
1: So um, I, I'm loving doing these podcasts. Uh, lots of cool things to share with people out there. Um, I'm always trying to digest the latest information on on sleep and hacking and what you could do to get better sleep. So. Uh, this episode, we're going to talk about something that's probably one of the biggest factors of sleep, and uh, before we get to that, I want to share this article that I just recently saw. It was published in PNAS uh, Journal, which is the Proceedings and the National Academy of Sciences, and it has to do with light exposure in sleep, okay? So, quote, uh, in the article it says this, on average, humans are highly sensitive to evening light specifically 50% suppression of melatonin occurred at less than 30 lux which is comparable or lower than typical indoor lighting used at night as well as light produced by electronic devices so what does that mean that basically means that if you have 30 lux or uh, or more of light in the room you are suppressing your melatonin release which melatonin is what we release at night to go to sleep by 50% so that that was pretty profound wow and and we're going to talk about Uh, what lux is, and and we're going to talk about all kinds of things that have to do with, as you can guess, sleep and light. So this is the sleep and light episode. Okay, so what is this thing lux, right? Lux is basically a measurement of the intensity of light. So to give you uh, kind of an example or reference, twilight is about 10 lux. You know, absolute darkness is zero lux. Um, Nighttime household lighting is about 30 lux. Uh, Stairwell in an office building is about 200 lux. A typical office is about 500 lux. Outdoors can be about ten to twenty thousand, uh, but not in direct sun. And, and direct sun could be about a hundred thousand lux. So you can kind of see the scale of wh- where we're looking at. Uh, Thirty lux is not a lot, and that's kind of the threshold to cut your melatonin by fifty percent. So. Mm. One of the things uh, I can uh, offer people is there's actually an app by uh, Dr. Sachin Panda, who is a circadian researcher and it's called my Lux. I have it on my phone. And what it does is basically uses your phone's cameras to tell you how much Lux you're being exposed to in real time. So I've been playing around with that uh, throughout the day. So that's something you can kind of check out out there as far as if you're wondering how much light you're getting hit with, but why is light important? How does it affect our bodies in sleep? Right? So that's why we're talking about light because it is, it, is a profound impactor on sleep. And and the reason is because light controls our circadian rhythms. So our circadian rhythm is basically when we wake up, when we go to sleep, and exposure to light is what's going to control that. Uh, So to understand light, we need to learn a little bit about wavelengths. And this is something that I've been learning a lot more over the last probably year or so, uh, and diving deeper into it. And the more I go deep into it, the more uh, profound I see the effects, right? So, wavelengths has to do with the spectrum of light. Blue and white light is kind of what's needed to wake up in the morning, and it's what keeps us energized. It's the color of the sky kind of in the middle of the day without clouds, you know, blue sky. Uh, the sun is, is a pure full-spectrum white light. Um, generally, uh, blue light is going to be in the four to 500 nanometer uh, wavelength, okay? Uh, red light and infrared light is what's used to promote sleep. Uh, relax and repair us. That's going to be what's seen in either early sunrise or late sunset. It's that kind of orangish, reddish tint. You're going to be in the 660 to probably around 850 nanometer uh, for infrared spectrum. So once you kind of have an idea of what you're looking for, what you need to see, what you need to be exposed with, then you can kind of figure out what you need to do to control it. You with me still there? Or I lose yeah. It, so, it? you know, one of the things that – so when I, I think
2: of – you know, like the 10 lux and 30 lux, right? So so is that linked to uh, an amount of time? So, right? So, for instance, right, I mean, we say a typical office is 500. So is that based on a particular amount of time in the office or is that just, you know, you're just being exposed to it?
1: I think. That's a good question, and, and I probably would have to ask them on their research as far as the time variable, but I think the, the more, the worse. So okay. if, if it's a brief exposure, I think you're better off. Uh, so you're, you're looking at, obviously, lux, and you're looking at <coughs> uh, wavelength. So if it's something like, like a candlelight or like a red light bulb, I think the time exposure, even if it's a little bit brighter, I think the time exposure is going to be okay because it's in a darker length as in relation to night and yeah. sleep. If it's going to be, uh, you know, a flashlight or a, or a kitchen light, it's going to be a lot stronger, and you probably don't want to have exposure for a long time. That. So, if you're
2: <laughs> say, you know, you're you're by the pool all day or you're down at the beach, so is there an expectation that being exposed to more light than normal, you know, during particular day parts, is that? Is that good for you? Is it not good for you? Is there, right, because there's vitamin D there too. Is it, do they balance
1: each other out or how does that work? It it depends. So what that means is basically you do want to have sunlight and sun exposure and bright light exposure in the daytime. Uh, If you're going to be at the beach, obviously there are certain things you need to pay attention to as far as, you know, sun exposure, UV rays, things like that. But generally sun exposure and daylight exposure is good. Uh, The problem is, is too much of this, uh, artificial light throughout the day hmm. uh, so so being outside in, in in light i think less of an issue that the so that's real
2: so really the issue is the artificial yeah. light the artificial right? light the, correct
1: yeah, yeah. And, and the issue is is there's too much of it uh and you can just look at just about any office building uh workspace it's going to have that kind of yeah. your grocery stores and drug stores all that stuff oh my gosh yeah it, it's it's pretty intense it's pretty i mean the dosage is the lux is high uh, they're lit up like crazy. The, the dosage is going to be, you know, almost eight hours of it. You're going to be exposed to it. Uh, and th- that spectrum is not going to be friendly towards your eyes and your productivity. Uh, so that's one major problem. Is too much throughout the day. Uh, the other major problem is it's too much of this at night. Uh, like you mentioned, the drugstores, if you go to any CVS, Rite Aid, Target at night um, and take a look in there and just walk around, I, I almost can't go in those places anymore unless I do something about it. It's just it's, it's off the charts. I actually took my phone and measured some of these, and, and and they're coming up in the thousands of of lux at night inside mm-hmm. of a drugstore. So, uh, those are pretty harsh. Uh, Not to mention the people who were hanging. You out know there what? Hey, I don't know about you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it can it's, get pretty dicey. It can get a little shady. Let's just yeah, say. yeah. Let's just Must say. be that light. I don't know. Um, couple of other sources of uh, a problematic light is going to be street lights. When we're driving around at night, uh, you've seen a lot of cities convert from those old kind of a sodium kind of orangey tint okay. old lights to the LED white hot uh, streetlights. Uh, that hitting your eyes is also going to be mm-hmm. a, a challenge. Okay. Uh, people in their houses now ha- have bought a bunch of these LED lights that have kind of a daylight spectrum. Uh, i I was on this camp about four or five years ago. I was thinking, Ooh, really bright light, how nice you know and I bought these blue white lights and lit up my entire living room um don't have that anymore uh but that can be gnarly for your for your eyes yeah. and for your brain and for your sleep.
2: you know what about people who are uh in markets where they have let's say they
1: have long commutes at night right and and
2: you have you know lights you know from cars mm-hmm. uh coming at you yeah. right blasting you yeah. for yeah two three hours so we're gonna
1: we're gonna talk about how to mitigate that but yeah yeah and that is another source you know oncoming traffic all these uh, car headlights are all that kind of uh, xenon and and LED blue white hot lights and and that hitting your eyes and then and then disappearing and then another car coming at it is just kind of like uh, almost like a lab experiment of like strobe lights in your face Uh, other sources of of kind of what's called non-native light or blue light is gonna be your electronic devices and that's the biggest one probably your, your cell phones your tablets um, your TV, your refrigerator, all of these light, all these places are going to be blasting you in the face at night. So, so that's the main problem here. We're going to talk about some solutions, though, and, and you you have some good questions. So, what can we do to kind of mitigate and control all of this light exposure, right? Because fundamentally, light is a drug. And and I heard this at a conference, and I said, "Light is a drug." No, you know, amoxicillin is a drug. No, but light is actually a drug, and and when you dose it correctly and expose it correctly it could be very beneficial and and when you don't and you're kind of reckless with it or or just even ignorant of it it can take its toll on you so just think of light almost as a drug not like a margarita <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right so the solution to dealing with this light what could we do right uh, we've talked about some of these before. Some will have to do with sleep hygiene, and, and I have a couple other tips as well. One is going to be when it comes to nighttime in the bedroom, uh, you light is your enemy, uh, so blackout curtains is the best thing you can do. Uh, try and block any light coming into your bedroom from outside sources.
2: So is, the, is part of the idea, is it your eyes or your system going through a recovery period from all of the light It was exposed to or is it more about that particular moment in time and you want it to be as dark as possible
1: it's that moment because that goes back to the circadian rhythm right so your body runs on a timer and right around the evening or sleep time it's, it's shifting into another mode so you need to give it what it needs to facilitate okay yeah so uh blacking out the curtains at night Fantastic option. Eye masks. If you don't have that option, or or need to take, or you want to take it to the next level, you can throw an eye mask on as well. Uh, the whole goal is just to block that light from entering the eyes. Uh, generally, for your household, I, I would recommend using incandescent light bulbs, which are kind of old school. Um, the issue with LED bulbs is that they are a lot more intense, and, and they tend to have a flicker. Uh, it's not a flicker that you can actually see with your uh, with your eyes generally, mm. unless you're on a fader switch and you actually fade it down. You see how that kind of flickers. Sure. Uh, but if you take a, a high-speed camera or even a regular camera and record a LED light, the problem with that flicker is that's messing with your uh, signals in your brain as well too. So uh, incandescent lights, you can still find them. They're called like Edison bulbs or, or decorative lights um, online. Uh, what I do is I tend to use red bulbs at night. Uh, my place looks like a nuclear submarine or
2: or the red light or the red light district, red light in, district in Amsterdam. In Amsterdam.
1: Yes. 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 Don't tell my wife. Yeah. Uh, but uh, red light bulbs will let you see at night. Obviously, you don't want to live in darkness, but uh, you want to be able to see and function um, if you're still up. So. So
2: let's just let's talk about the the red light a second. So mm-hmm. are you saying that so you you actually have a couple of rooms. So. So. If you walk from room to room, you're in red light, or do you just, like, sit in front of
1: a red light? Actually, both. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I do both. I, I've got uh, rooms that are uh, kind of wired up for red at night, okay. and, and then I also have red lights that I can uh, use as therapy. Like we said, light is a drug, and actually specific wavelength red lights uh, that will both... Uh, Heal, repair, initiate melatonin release, uh, and they kind of warm you up, which is uh, nice. It's in that what's called the near infrared and and deep red spectrum. So, okay. uh, both. Uh, and, and here's another uh, hack you could do as far as red lights go. Uh, so, where are we most likely to go in the middle of the night? The restroom. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were going to say the kitchen, but. Uh no, I'm not much no, no. of a nightie So tip, yeah. So typically, if we get up at night, chances are we're going to go to a trip to the bathroom. Now, here's the the big problem is you go to the bathroom, you're going to flip a switch on, you're going to get blasted with a bunch of light, you're going to do your your duty, and then you're going to go back. Uh, you just basically turned off the the melatonin faucet in your brain. So, so what I did is I wired my bathroom with two light switches. One that turns my switches on to a regular daytime bulb in the morning. To wake me up when I shower and then a night switch where if I go use the restroom at night, doesn't interfere with melatonin release at all. And you can still see and happy camper.
2: Excellent. Yeah. And then it's just, you know, I mean, it's always difficult if you're trying to use the restroom
1: uh, at night with the lights off because. Yes. Accidents can happen. Yes. Accidents can happen. All right a uh, couple other tips with as far as light control at night you, uh, electrical tape I know I've talked about this before but you, you can have indicators cell phone chargers all kinds of little things with blue lights uh, if you have a computer in your bedroom a PC that has little like power on lights or monitors or you know anything like that just cover them all up uh, you don't need to know. All that little bit of information, and uh, even that is enough to start to disrupt your sleep. So,
2: yeah, uh, I definitely want it as dark as possible.
1: Yeah. Uh, As far as your electronics go, uh, you can go over to night shift mode or night mode or whatever those are, where they they tint the screen kind of an orangish reddish color. Uh, I I discovered I discovered a hack called super. I call it super red mode, and uh, I think I showed you how to do it, right? Yes. Uh, Where you go into your iPhone and you can go through settings and actually. Turn your phone into almost like a blood red type of screen, uh, and, and there's a video. Of, I've got it up on our website. I think it's on our website, or might be on the um, YouTube channel. Uh, it'll show you how to do that. It's very easy. It's native. You don't need to download an app, and you could just tweak a couple settings on your phone. And you can, um, and then toggle between regular screen and super red mode, which is uh, kind of cool if you want to still play around with your phone at night.
2: Yeah, and even if you uh, if you Google super red, you know iPhone. Super Red Mode. Um it'll take you through the process of doing that on your phone. I don't know you know, I'm I'm assuming that the Android guys have something similar, but uh since we're iPhone users, we wouldn't know that. <laughs> but you you can Google uh super red mode yep. and change it. And I um as Dr. K mentioned, uh, he showed me a week or two ago and uh I use that at night. It's a piece of cake. It's you know, it's um it's, it's just as easy to see if, you know, if you have
1: notifications yeah. or whatever, but, you know, again... Yeah, like, you're not going to be doing graphic design with it because everything's red, but yeah. if you still need to read some stuff...
2: Yeah, but again, it is nighttime, so I think one of the things that all of us need to do, me included, is, you know, stop worrying about notifications at night, right? Yeah, uh,
1: and that's the thing. Bottom line, you should be messing with your phone at night anyways. Yeah. All right, so we're going to talk about the last light control hack or tip or trick here uh and this is something that i've also gotten into a lot now is uh, blue light blocking glasses all right Uh, i know you asked a question about nighttime driving as well too or things like that uh so here's the answer basically if you're going to be around uh, up and about the house and you don't want to mess with changing bulbs everywhere if you're going to be out in an event or driving at night or anything where you're going to get hit with a bunch of light you're going to go to Dave and Buster's. Oh, my God, that place was a total assault on the senses. It's like, or Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Th- these are the kind of places that are going to tear your sleep apart from all that crazy light. Uh, but basically, these glasses um, will filter out certain wavelengths. And then we talked about wavelengths of light, you know, the blue-green spectrum versus the, the red-infrared spectrum. Uh, when I go to these conferences and the, these anti-aging seminars and these biohacking events, I'd say a good 80% of these people are wearing these glasses there. And first I kind of looked at them and said, ha ha ha, that's funny. You guys all look silly. But, uh, when I actually bought a pair and, and started using them, I, I'm, i track my sleep with all kinds of different trackers. And, and when I see those numbers go up the next day, because I wore a pair of glasses, uh, it just blows me away.
2: Yeah. And you know, when you first mentioned this, um what I had in my mind was like those you know, those really big sunglasses <laughs> that elderly people who live in Florida <laughs> would wear. <laughs> or but just, it isn't like that at all. It's no. actually I mean, they have some beautiful uh designer style glasses and and I think, you know, the average Joe wouldn't know the difference yep. in it. All right. I mean it's it it's definitely not these big bulky Yeah, if you're thinking of the
1: kinds where you've had, like, eye surgery and you need to wear those giant, like, uh, Star Trek-looking things. No, no, like you said, they've they've gotten really nice, and they're actually quite discreet as far as their function. Because I've seen about four different versions of of these, uh, and they tend to go from kind of a clearish, very faint tint to a yellowish tint, Mm -hmm. uh, over to an orange one. And then obviously the full blown red ones, which, you know, those are only for like literally staying in your bedroom because I have those at night and you cannot see anything. Like I've fallen down wearing these things trying to walk around the house. They're so strong. You might as well just wear a blindfold. But if you're going to be on an electronic device, it basically turned my phone into that super red mode anyways. But, uh, in general, the, the clear to yellow ones, uh, they come in designer, uh, shapes, um, these companies are kind of getting a lot bigger out there as far as uh, the choices and the styles. Uh, I've been wearing them more at night, uh, more at night as well, and, and I've noticed my sleep improve. It's an easy, quick way to kind of hack the sleep. If you wear prescriptions, they can—I think they can even build that into them as well. Hmm. So, or, or you, I guess you could do contacts with them or something. Yeah. But uh, that's the biggest hack I think of this whole podcast is these blue light hacking glasses. Um, blue light blocking glasses, which hack your light, which then lets your brain do your thing, which means you sleep better, which means you have a fantastic
2: day. And again, so this can have, you're saying that this can have a significant impact on your sleep.
1: I, I can't tell you, I, I know, and I listen to a lot of podcasts on sleep. I mean, this is my world. I'd say probably a good 90% of people who say they want better sleep endorse and recommend blue light blocking glasses wow. at night. Right, uh, it's 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 crazy. I, I, I've gone to a hotel when I went on this uh, retreat a couple months ago. Uh, as part of the check-in package, they have a sleep package. Uh, it, it was and what that really? included was earplugs, uh, blue light blocking glasses, uh, some chamomile tea, some lavender. It was it was basically like a little sleep box. Uh, but they actually threw the glasses in there uh, when you checked in just to help promote you to sleep better. Yeah. All right. That's exciting. So if you're
2: if you're interested. In these glasses, so where do you where do you go to get glasses that you know that actually um, are blue blockers and not just?
1: I mean, you can go to our website. Silly looking glasses. I, I, I've tried a whole bunch of them out. Uh, I've kind of sourced a, a couple that work great, uh, and I'm offering some to our listeners and and Excellent. patients uh, on SnoreExperts.com in the store section. Uh, and some of these can get kind of expensive, and I want to kind of keep the price a little bit more reasonable, so. Uh, you should be able to find something on there. Uh, no need to kind of break the bank. I think the first challenge is just getting a pair and just starting to wear them and, and starting to see how you sleep and how you feel. Yeah. If you want to take it another level, you can get uh, something what's called like a bio strap, which is a sleep monitor or an aura ring. Uh, we have those as well. And those will actually tell you objectively that your sleep has changed. So it's pretty yeah. cool.
2: Yeah. So, again, you can go to SnoreExperts.com you'll see the shop tab. And in the shop tab this morning, he has everything from these blue blocker glasses, even the BioStrap, um, and I think that's that's gonna be a future show, right? Yep. Uh, BioStrap, and there's also all the supplements that we've talked about in some of the past shows. Um, So yeah, I encourage you to uh, go to the site and test this stuff out. And, again, you know, as you're having success with these things, you have to share it, whether you share it with us uh, on the website, whether you share it with us uh, through the group on Facebook, yep. the Snore Experts group on Facebook or Instagram. You have to share it, right? Uh, you want to share it, collaborate. Listen, all of us know people who uh, who have sleep issues. It touches all of us uh, in one way or another. So... Um, you know, this is what The Best Night Ever is all about, is uh, sharing information and uh, providing that to you with the expectation that you're, you're going to share it, uh, spread the word, and we can live in a place where people are sleeping much better.
1: If they're sleeping better, they're happier, and if they're happier, we're all happier, Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So so, like Wayne said, if you want to reach out, uh, we are on Instagram, Snore Experts. We're on our Facebook group, Snore Experts website, um, and and like you mentioned, the bottom line is this is you know this is stuff that you can do for yourself, try it out. It, if it works, I, I tell you the, the the most fun thing I have is when I discover something that helps me, and then I, I send it out to my friends and family and, and and share it online, and it helps somebody else, and they go, oh my god, that was amazing. So. Uh, I'm always looking at that. that, That's what I do on a day-to-day basis. I find things that that improve my life, uh, and then I share it with others. So all the stuff that we have and and that I offer and recommend the things that I use on a daily basis that have helped impact my sleep and my life, Um, hopefully they'll help you. And that is a wrap.
2: And again, this is the best night ever, right? And uh, if you came in uh, late or you're listening on a friend's device or something, you can find us. On iTunes, Sketcher, Google Play, Stitcher, 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 (laughs) Sketcher. Wherever you listen to your podcast, you'll find us. The best night ever.
1: Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Stay tuned. We've got some awesome episodes coming up. Have a good sleep.
0: Thank you for listening to The Best Night Ever. To visit us online, go to snoreexperts.com or follow us on Instagram at snoreexperts. To make an appointment with Dr. K for you or someone you know to stop snoring now or to call in and leave a question for next week's show, call us at 888-31-SNORE. That's 888-31-SNORE. If you missed the show, The Best Night Ever can be heard on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you again and tell a friend.